Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 124. In this episode, environmental hypocrisy. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. For about as long as I can remember, I've been writing about green and environmental issues. I've followed the slow and steady increase in the instances of recycling and waste minimisation. I've seen machines grow ever cleaner to operate. I've charted the progression of engine technology through Tier 3, Tier 4, and I'm already looking towards the introduction of Tier 5. And I've watched as equipment manufacturers have adopted and embraced hybrid technology and electric power to make their machines even cleaner still. All of this has rubbed off. I'm not quite at the point where I'm knitting my own muesli yet, but I recycle both at home and at the office. I have a bag for life permanently in the car, another couple at home, a few in the office, and a few more dotted about the place just in case. I have enough bags for life, even if I'm reincarnated several times over. I do my level best to walk rather than drive. In short, I'd like to think that I'm pretty much as green as the next man. But am I? Are any of us? Be sure to check out Demolition TV on YouTube, the only YouTube show dedicated to demolition. About a month ago, I was invited to an event in London to mark the one-year countdown to the Plantworks Construction Equipment Show in 2019. Just about anyone that is anyone in the UK construction press was in attendance. We all know each other, and we bump into each other at one event or another several times each month. When the talk about plant work subsided and the after-lunch coffee was served, several of us got to talking about the Hillhead 2018 show, which was coming up just a few weeks later. Now, most of the UK construction press is based in the south of England. The Hillhead exhibition takes place in Buxton in Derbyshire, almost 200 miles from the nation's capital. That show is on for three days, and most of us know that the opening day and the middle day are the best time to be there. So there was probably a dozen or more seemingly environmentally savvy members of the press all driving, mostly alone, in precisely the same direction, at precisely the same time. And none of us even considered car sharing. Not even for a second. Now admittedly, there are a few anoraks in the UK construction press that I would prefer to avoid, even if it meant I had to walk to the Hillhead show, over hot coals while sticking needles in my eyes. But most of the lads and lasses that make up the massed ranks of the UK construction press are good company. I would even go as far as to admit that I actually like a few of them. Yet regardless, I drove a gas-guzzling car 183 miles there and 183 miles back, with four seats and a large amount of boot space just going spare. How stupid is that? But I'm not alone in my stupidity. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or the Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more. Late last year, I was invited to a large and prestigious demolition site right in the heart of London. As usual, I was given a guided tour of the site, watching and filming the equipment in action, meeting the people that were responsible for bringing the contract to fruition learning about the project's challenges and pinch points and the systems and solutions set in place to overcome them. One of those challenges was the need to monitor noise and dust and vibration. 
the demolition contractor concerned had hired a number of monitors that were located strategically around the perimeter of the site. Each monitor transmitted its findings to the demolition contractor, the client and to the local authority. Those findings were used to ensure the minimum of disruption to local people and local businesses. Those findings were also used by the client as key indicators of the demolition company's performance. But with the demolition contract nearing completion, these monitors were scheduled to be removed and returned to the company from which they'd been hired. That was scheduled to happen before the piling contractor arrived on site to undertake the next stage of the redevelopment. And before the piling contractor installed its own dust, noise and vibration monitoring system, quite possibly hiring them from the exact same company to which the demolition contractor had sent back its monitors. When the piling contractor had finished its specific task, it too was scheduled to remove and return those monitors before the construction crew arrived to carry out the final construction works. And yes, the construction crew was expected to install monitors of its own. In other words, the same monitoring systems would be installed, uninstalled and reinstalled not once, not twice, but three times during the course of a single contract. Now, of course, although this is clearly stupid, four unnecessary vehicle movements is not the end of the world, but it is wasteful. It is environmentally unsound. And worst of all, it's wholly avoidable. In the age of BIM and contract transparency, this and a whole host of other things could be identified, agreed and rectified long before the first men and machines arrive on site. But it isn't. And because it isn't, this particular contract was less green. It will almost certainly have driven up costs. And just as unforgivably, it will potentially have undermined contract consistency. Rather than a single source and format of monitoring information, the records for that contract quite possibly contain three different types of monitoring systems and three formats of monitoring reports. All because someone didn't have the foresight to hire once from a single source for the duration of the contract. To subscribe to the Demolition magazine, just head over to demolitionnewsstore.com. In the past decade, engine and equipment manufacturers have made truly enormous strides in making demolition equipment quieter and cleaner to run. They've reduced engine emissions by huge margins, and they're scheduled to do it again to comply with the rigorous demands of Tier 5 regulations. Demolition contractors have become increasingly mindful of the need to recycle, reuse and repurpose materials won from a demolition site. They've embraced attachments that minimise noise and vibration, adopted dust suppression systems to ensure that site dust remains on site. Having made such huge strides, further developments are likely to be smaller, incremental improvements. Changes like conducting site meetings via FaceTime or video conferencing to minimise unnecessary travel. Changes like replacing site and contract paperwork with an electronic alternative to minimise the number of rainforests being cut down to satisfy an archaic desire to document everything on dead trees. Changes like hiring just one set of noise, dust and vibration monitors for the duration of a contract. So while I know it's a long way off, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. On the 11th of June 2019, and depending on my planned house move, I will be travelling from either Epsom or Eastbourne to the East of England Arena in Peterborough for the Plantworks exhibition. As it stands today, I will be doing so with at least two spare seats in my car. And those seats are available free of charge, and free of environmental guilt. Of course, you might have to listen to episodes of Demolition News Radio for the entire duration of the journey. But surely that's a small price to pay to help save the planet. Thanks for listening. 
Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.